You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. There is a place where time stands still, where nature is harsh and demanding, where only the quick and the strong and the deadly can survive. This place is no place for civilized man. All you've got to do now is pass the Australian culture test. Three simple questions, three correct answers, and you go through that doorway to the greatest little country in the world. Good night, Ochquik, and today we highlight Fan Force's Virtual Indigenous Film Festival, VIFF. First up, Fan Force, for anyone who has ever run a film fundraiser, is the perfect option because you can select a film from this extensive library. You set about selling the tickets, but if not enough is raised for the screening, then you can try another time and no money lost. Great idea for activists and local communities. Second up, the Virtual Indigenous Film Festival 2020 runs through NAIDOC Week, screening five powerful films each night of the week, celebrating the rich heritage of Australia's First Nations peoples. Each screening will feature live Q&As with a lineup of community elders, artists, academics and leaders in Indigenous cultural awareness. You can interact with the guest speakers via a live chat function and join in on the conversations. NAIDOC Week Film Festival lineup includes In My Own Words, which was on the 11th of November, The Song Keepers, 12th of November, The Flood, 13th of November, Wick versus Queensland, 14th of November, West Wind, Dejalu's Legacy, 15th of November. They're all running at 7pm. The cost is $9.60 for one session and $29.50 for a festival ticket that covers the whole event. I will put the links up on the podcast for Showreel, but do a search for FanForce VIFF2020 for a quick result. Today on Showreel, I have a special, and I must say, moving interview I did with Victoria Wolf McIntyre. She's the writer, director, producer of The Flood, and Justine Brown McLeod, one of the actors and cultural advisors on the film. First of all, uh, congratulations on the film. It's it, it's a mighty film, and I'll have to say I was quite glad I was watching it on a computer because it meant I could stop it and walk out of the room and go outside and then walk back in again and continue watching it because it was overwhelming, actually. Yeah, very good. Very good film. It's a it's a cinema film. I mean, I know it's great to be able to to turn off the computer and walk away, but actually being fully immersed in it, I think you know you can't escape it, and and we can't escape our history, and and that's the whole point. You know, we have to sit with it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, maybe I should start with Justine because uh, you're part of the group of people. I mean, you're in the film, but also you're part of the group of people who were cultural advisors. Can you tell me how you became involved in this film? Uh, there was a connection, like it was actually more of a connection, a cultural connection, and it come through the land. And when uh, Victoria and Army came to visit our family, um, we had a discussion and a yarn and 
they talk of the storyline about um, a woman and her husband and how she was on a, a, a journey of retribution and revenge and um, they were looking for a singer-songwriter and in my family clan group, that's what I actually do and create numbers on a healing journey. So, um, yeah, that's... I don't even know if I'm right. I'm very grateful for you to, uh for talking to me and uh, I meant to say uh, have a good uh, NAIDOC week before we start, really. I suppose. Much appreciated. Thank you. This is a perfect time for such a film to be aired uh, in this uh, virtual uh, film festival, Indigenous Film Festival. And uh, uh, Victoria, I'll have to say that uh, w- one of the things that comes out clearly in this film is that it's a white problem we've got here in this country. Uh, uh, and uh, it really puts the two cultures in perspective, doesn't it? That you're putting it out there. Yeah, sticking the neck out to um, to call it, I guess, how I see it, but not only how I see it, how everybody who worked together on the film, um, you know, is is experiencing or, or does see the 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 land and the country that we're in, and what we need to do to reconcile and to move forward together and that is to sit with the truth of our history and and feel that and understand that and only through doing that can we move forward together in a in a way that I mean Justine just mentioned healing and that she was on a healing journey herself personally and that played into and is reflected in the story that we're telling and um mm. and she's written the most incredible songs for the film that really speak about that yeah so yeah i say like with, with cultural respect from our family clan just want to say thank you like for this opportunity to be doing this interview especially during NAIDOC week, as the theme is always, was, always, will be, um, to Victoria and her team for our family having participation on this journey on the flood. Um, it's, it is raw and it touches base of how it was like on first impact, but it also shows how strong and powerful women are and that we're a force to be reckoned with. Um, moving forward, we have to move forward. And the movie does also identify that from the start, there were non-Indigenous brothers and sisters who walked together and they they weren't. So it, it, it does show a, a pathway forward is inevitable. We're always going to be contacted. It's just how do we survive? How do we go forward? We just keep fighting, don't we? Yeah, yeah, it's quite brilliantly done. I'll have to say the film itself uh, fuses a whole lot of uh, fantastic uh, methodologies in the making of the film. Uh, It fuses a whole range of uh, ways of telling the story. Uh, You use film in a way that uh, 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 reflects uh, cultural understanding and ways of expressing can you talk to me a little bit about how the movie came about? I mean, you know, the actual structure of the film. It's uh, it's quite amazing to me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, it tells a roll. It tells a rollicking yarn. 
I mean, you know, like it, it tells a rollicking yarn. And like you said, it's a, it's a big film. It, it, you know, it would be great to see it on a big screen. Um, it really stands up, you know, as a film. You know, you're a mighty filmmaker. Uh, but it also has some very personal and uh, clever ways of making film. Well, um, thank you very much. It is a very intuitively led film. Um, I think, it, it, I mean, they say you make films in three ways. There's the script, which um, we worked on with not only um, Justine and her family, but also with Guntawang Aboriginal Resources Incorporated, who are a group of female elders from a variety of different nations. So um, we, we sort of got a broad perspective on that story that we were telling right from the get-go. Then you have the actual shoot where the actors and and all the artists who come together to make it um, create something new again from that script and then you have the editing process where you know I get to sit with an editor and and we look at everything that we've got and figure out how we put that together Um, and in this case I I wanted to to tell that story of the connection to country of not only um, the Indigenous people who are represented in the film, but also people like myself. I mean, I'm, I'm a, a white person and I live in Kangaroo Valley in the bosom of nature. And, and I think I, I really feel like I resonate with, um, you know, our First Nations people from that perspective of, of, the country owning us, you know, and and I really wanted that to come through in the film and to to feel those layers of spirit and connection and and you know you do that through a variety of of mechanisms. Um, but it, within the shoot, we were just taking advantage continually of what was happening in the nature around us. And mm-hmm. for instance, I think you might even be referring to things like the that that dream time spirit space of the fog, the, the, the whited out landscape that appears in and out throughout the film. And, and that couldn't be planned. That was just an opportunity that occurred during the making of the film. And it was, it was this incredible gift that we were able to, to harness that. And then we could work it through in the process later. So I, 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 does that answer your question? Well, well, let me, I mean, I know that when people talk about films, they love to refer to previous films. And there's a couple of things that uh, come to me um, when I was watching the film because it's quite, uh, to me, it's um, uh, quite original. Right, like it's got, uh, uh, but there's elements in it that uh, refer, in a way, to other films. So, for example, Django Unchained has. There's a certain element of uh, writing history in a, a European sense. You know, like there's uh, this concept of uh, retribution, and who are the main? Who are the main players? Uh, the the main players are the indigenous people in this. And uh, and then, of course, there's things like the film The Nightingale, which says quite explicitly something that, uh, I mean, I understand, but, um, you know, I'm a white person too. Uh, I'm in, an interloper. Um, that Australia is a crime scene. Um, and then you've got uh, Black Klansmen 
and Samson and Delilah. There's elements in the way the story is told where all of a sudden you're in a completely different time and space, except that you're still in the same time and space. There's a there's a wonderful sense of uh, reflection as well as involvement in the actual action. Yeah. Can can I if if I may speak just for a second because. Now, I've, I've just gone back into the film and just remembering um, when we were making it, it was an opportunity to tell the truth. And you're actually right, like, it's the biggest genocide on the planet and Australia, if the truth has been told and shared properly, it'll change the history of everybody globally. Um, there were scenes, grieving scenes, that surfaced a lot of emotions that are still, like, passed on and inherited. Like, we inherit this in our DNA and just grieving scenes and, and just the trauma of, of what our people had gone through. Um, it was quite horrific and had to have onset counselling. My children keep ringing me. But... Um, yeah, it's about time that Australia, a young colonised, like 240 years old, it's time now when Victoria has taken that step by telling the truth, not hiding nothing, because you can't hide behind a camera, you can't hide behind a microphone, but um, let let everybody know the real truth and not the stereotypical thought of what they think is an Aboriginal person in Australia, like... We have survived. We are the surviving children of the grandmothers and the grandfathers that they didn't kill, of the ones that did survive, and and we are still here. But we are willing to work together and move forward and share our story as long as we have that someone to walk with us and and take that journey with us. Um, Another thing with singing and healing, my father and my mother always says, you know, and that is why I sing. as long as a song is sung, it'll never be forgotten because sound it does not diminish. So if we sing and we call out for whatever it is, for love, for grief, for healing, for family, for protection, that then vibrations of them sounds carry off into the universe and these sounds were shared and these songs were shared in this film. So it was a really really wonderful effort and just just the story of Shaka and Alexis, like their role, it was just, yeah, mind-boggling. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, and um, I think so too. Well, can I just say on that note that, um, I mean, I find what you just said so incredibly moving, Justine. And, yeah, I'm um, actually feel like crying because it's the memory <laughs> of making the film. No, yeah. Victoria, it was really <laughs> deep and heavy and we watch everybody else's films like overseas and no one's sharing our true story and it's time that it's shared. What you have brought to the screen, Justine, to, to share with people is it is so deep and so spirit-filled and and so full of love. That's the thing that really 
stands out for me is just this beautiful willingness to move forward with each other with a hand of friendship extended. And that to me is just the most incredible thing and such a huge part of why I wanted to to make this film because that is incredibly inspirational that to come from our history there are first nations people who are willing to hold out the hand of friendship and just move forward together and i think that's just so remarkable and i'm so grateful to you and and it's portrayed it's um and i teach my children and you have portrayed that well in the movie with your story but never underestimate the power of love yeah because Love will supersede all and rise. Yes, um, there's uh, several things in the film that uh, stand out. Uh, you know, the um, the trauma of the uh, European characters being played out on the Indigenous people is shown very well too. I mean, trying to find explanation for such barbarity. Oh, okay. So what I really wanted to represent was um, generational brutality that that white Australia lives in. You know, we are descended from Vikings. We are, you know, products of that history. And that still plays out and echoes in us the same way Justine was talking about, you know, the history in, in their DNA that, that was perpetrated by our ancestors. So it is this continual cycle of violence and that must be broken. And now is the time for us to, to break that. If, if not now, then when? Ever. And that needs to happen globally. I can see that globally we need to move beyond, you know, the the abuse and domination and open up to to just a better way of being with each other. Yeah. And that starts with the truth. You can't heal a people or a planet without knowing the truth. There's a, a line in it uh, where Maggie um, is so kind. She's so kind. And she says to the rather brutal man, um, "Well, it's lucky we're not you. I'd kill. I'd kill me." He said, and she, she said, "Well, it's lucky we're not you." Mm. I love Maggie. <laughs> that is just—I mean, she's the heart of the film. She is that hand of okay. I see the truth. We've experienced the truth, and only love is going to make a better world as corny as that sounds it's it's true it is the truth oh it's quite extraordinary in the way you play it out in the film i mean it's quite amazing and the other thing that i found really amazing was the last line you can't kill me i'm the apple of my mother's eye (laughs) i love it i love it (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, and that was written by yeah. Justine's uncle. Yeah, and 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 I say, I no one will cut down the trees that I planted, and that's my children. And a mother's a mother's love is um, unconditional. You're listening to Show Real on 3CR, your community radio station. 
You're with Annie. We are listening to an interview with Victoria Wolf McIntyre, writer, director, producer of The Flood, and Justine Brown McLeod, one of the actors and cultural advisors on the film. This is one of the five films being shown during NADOC on Fan Force's Virtual Indigenous Film Festival. How did you get into filmmaking, Victoria? This is a very big film. It's a great film. So how did you get into filmmaking? It all started with Star Wars when I was a kid. And I was in the cinema and I saw that and I just thought, we can we can represent anything. We can create any world. We can tell any story in this medium. And um, like most kids, I think the only way you think you can be involved in filmmaking is becoming an actor because that's what you see. You know, you don't see the production designers or the directors. You just see the actors on screen. So... I became an actor, but a pretty hammy one. <laughs> and then I kind of realised that actually, you know, making the making films or theatre or telling the stories was was really what I wanted to do. It took a while to identify that, and um, I also studied psychotherapy and uh, as a as an adjunct in a way to support myself in the arts. So, and because because I have an interest in in human relations and dynamics and and healing and um thought that's a it's it's a goes hand in hand with with telling these kind of stories you know and then i uh started writing writing scripts and other people were were making my films or short films at that point and i just thought well i think i could do a better job of what i'm trying to say than what somebody else is so I just started uh, making them, but it was a it was a process over many years, and and making a lot of stuff with other people. So finally got to the point where there was enough support to to be able to make my first feature, which is what this is. And how long did it uh, take? I mean, it took your whole life, quite clearly. But um, how <laughs> <laughs> how long did it take you to tease out everything for this film? Well. I mean, it built on a lifetime of experience, but it actually happened in, in a real rush. And it was like, I think I stay in the behind the scenes of, of making this film, but it was like the forces of the universe wanted this film made and wanted it made quickly. So I'd made a short film, Miro, um, about a World War II soldier returning um, and having his land subsumed and then reissued to white soldiers as part of the settlement scheme, which I was incensed about. So made a short film about that. Yeah, disgraceful. And that got a yeah that got an actor nomination, which gave it um, well gave us you know the made us more attractive as a as a bankable option that at least we deliver a good film at the end of the day. Um, and literally that premiered at Flickrfest and then a year and a month later we were shooting the feature film. Ah, fantastic. So, quite unheard of. And then the fire came and destroyed everywhere we shot. So if we hadn't, yeah, if we hadn't shot it when we did, you would not have those landscapes. 90% of what you see in the landscapes of that film has been destroyed. Oh, that takes the breath away as well. You're quite right. This is quite cosmic. The other thing is your actors are so superb. I mean, the the guys are so hateful. And and, <laughs> yeah. and the uh, oh. indigenous, they are so and hateful. 
wonderful, beautiful people. Oh, and Justine and her family. Oh, the just the 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 performance Justine and her family give in this film. It's just remarkable, and I think. Well, do you want to say something about that, Justine? No, I'm, I'm just listening. I'm just like I know there was a lot that wasn't shared, but I'm. I know there'll be another opportunity, but yeah, let's get that story out. And just for the fire, um, that was a cleansing and a blessing because that film um, actually carried a lot of grief and surfaced a lot for both First Nations and non-Indigenous people who were participating in that film. It was really quite heavy and that was a way to cleanse. <clears throat> And Mother Nature and the universe has a way of taking care of things. And when she wants to do her magic, she will. Oh, that's a... Well, you know, they mm. feel much better about the fire. Yeah. Because yeah. our own home, um, like our place, we, we shot the Papua New Guinea scenes. I shot here at my place in Kangaroo Valley. And the fire destroyed everything here. And to hear you say that, Justine, actually is really healing for me to hear that. Yeah. And it really makes yeah. sense. Because, you know, it just didn't sort of make sense. Why... Sorry, Victoria. Yeah. I'm so glad you said that. No, I'm so glad. Um, yeah. And it actually makes me feel feel good that it happened in a strange way. Yeah, and you put your heart on the line. Yeah, and you did it well. You did it well, and that sacrifice—it's um, cleansing and washing and making clear way for understanding and knowledge sharing. Um, thank you very much for talking to me. Well, thank you, thank you, <laughs> thank you, Annie. <laughs> it's it's. Um, I've left you crying. I'm very very. Yeah, you have. I'm very grateful. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, ladies. See you. Bye, Victoria. That's it for Showreel today. The link to the Virtual Indigenous Film Festival is fanforcetv.com forward slash categories forward slash VIFFNADOC 2020. But as I said, I'll put the link up on the podcast for Showreel. The Flood is showing on Saturday night, a terrific film. The link again, fanforcetv.com forward slash categories forward slash VIFF NADOC 2020.
You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.